Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. This is the Hip Hop Saved My Life podcast. Thank you for listening to the podcast. Hope you enjoy the podcast. Let's sit back because it's time for the podcast. Hello, welcome to Hip Hop Save My Life. Uh, we're sort of in the middle of the chat now, so we're sort of hitting the ground. I've hit so much running. gold already. So normally we have to move up yeah. to like a. a I always a, think a that with podcasts, I'm like, is, is yeah, because they've always been stuff chatting before, before they started. Yeah. I'd always be concerned that I've said my best things. Yeah, I know, I know. We'll see. It's, we'll it's see. awful. We're like, um, you know, when they do it like in a contrived way. So like it's sort of to make it look like they're in the middle of chat, yeah. And then they just mm. sort of, yeah. I hate that. Yeah. We haven't done that's that. That's not what we've done. No, that's not what we've done. That's half. Uh, <laughs> so we are joined by singer-songwriter Dermot Kennedy. How are mm. you? Very good. Thank we you. normally do some shit chat that's beforehand, okay. just us. But the problem is, is that like when it when when people we've got on a kind of like a big deal, I, I feel bad making them Putting them through it. Yeah, you sort of think your time is precious. You're over here for oh, a little so, bit, aren't you? No. Could you do, me you a could do some with him. We could do some with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that'd be great. Yeah, yeah. Okay. What's the so, most boring thing that's happened this week? Yeah, anything. most boring thing that's happened this week. It's been yeah. a good week. Most, yeah. No, I couldn't say. Wow. Genuinely, get in the train this morning. Yeah. We've already talked about that. Yeah, we did. Yeah. What? It was. I was at, what? It was fucking blistering, by the way. It's a shame we can't repeat that. <laughs> no, no. Yeah, but the tube is shit, right? Yes, um, but it's very reliable. And someone yes. like me, who, do you know, you do that thing where you're like, all right, I'll leave at half past. But then if you miss that, it can't be thirty-five. You got to go yeah. a quarter to. Yeah. And um, and so I am late constantly. So the tube actually does me a lot of favors. Yeah, it is good actually. I don't know why I said it was shit. It's great. Do you like the tube, Rupert? Uh, no. Why? I just don't like being underground for a stretch of time. Yeah, yeah. I yeah, came up what, two escalators yeah. and I was like, I was very far. I know. When you when you yeah. sort of for think a moment, about it. yeah, think about how deep underground <laughs> you've been. Yeah. It is frightening. Isn't I'm an it? overground guy. Yeah, I love being. Yeah, I'm, I love being. Got your phone constantly on. I went to. Have you been to Toronto? Yeah, I was there two days ago. Oh right, so you yeah. know in Toronto they've got that. Well, because it, I've never, yeah, this do underground you know city. Yeah, I've yeah, never yeah. Seen do you know about it. this? It's, so, like, my uncle, I went over there <laughs> when my when Lisa was pregnant with with Theo. We went over to like just our last sort of trip of freedom. We went and stayed <laughs> with my uncle in Toronto, <laughs> and he said, "Oh, have you seen the underground city? I'd never even heard of it." And, and to me, underground city feels like something you should have heard of, right? Yeah, yeah. But I'd never heard of underground city. So yeah. basically, because it's so cold, like between the subways under there, they've got like shopping centers. Like, there's basically a whole wow. network under there and Lisa and I checked it out and listen Toronto is great but that underground city is uh, what people live there no it's not like, like uh, no they're not like trolls it's not like something out of total no vehicle. no no it's just <laughs> it's just that you could spend the day being completely underground oh, right. I mean is you could do that's not really a city though yeah. is it by yeah. definition I've been there because 
I go to the studio there. That's where I make a lot of my music, and I've been there about 20 times, and I've never even seen it. And my dad told me about it, and I, I call him on it every time. But yeah. no, it does exist, apparently. Yes, it does exist. Yeah, I mean, I've been there, mate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, What's it like? Is it bad or? I just, um, I sort of, to give you an idea of what I thought of it, I kept saying to Lisa, "Is this the underground city?" <laughs> <laughs> so wonderful. I, sort of, I, I sort of couldn't believe. It. Well, not it's not shit, but right. it's fine. It is what it is. What that I wasn't mean, the only reason he went there, though, was mm. it? No, like, no, we had. Some overground stuff we want to do as well, but like, um, but I, I was just sort of amazed by the idea of it. But it does get so cold, though. Yeah, it's oh. insane. Because even I was there last week and it was warm, and it's it's the prettiest place in the world. It's oh, like it's, it's like everything that's good about Brooklyn, but not. Yeah, it's goldy, and and everyone is so happy. But then I was like. It's freezing here for eight months. Yeah, so. and they're very chilled out about that. Like you know, yeah. sort of, it's Literally. just accepted. Yes, very good. There you go. Uh, <laughs> they just sort of accept it, and they're very smiley, aren't they? And just nice. Yeah, everyone's very happy. Yeah, yeah. it's I, a good vibe there. It is. Know, I guess I could do that. Could live there. You could live there. I yeah. could. We're sort of talking about where Dermot should. Oh yeah, live. where do you live, Dermot? In Dublin. Yeah, yeah. But in, I mean, in Dublin, as in in the centre. No, 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 no. About forty minutes out. I used to live in Dublin. Did you? Well, it's Shankill. Oh yeah. Seven years. Is this true? Yeah, I lived there for seven years. I, I went to wasn't. college there and everything. What? Yeah, I went to college in Dublin. I, I think I know this about yeah, you. Yeah, I've told you. This. you Which to, college you go to? It's Dublin Tutorial on oh, right. Mount Street. Right, right, right. Yeah. What did you study? there on the Dublin stuff. What did you study? I did my A levels there: English, history, and politics. Okay. Was politics? Did politics go really badly for you? <laughs> yeah, I did. The way you said politics, it was like somebody touched you during the course. <laughs> yeah, well, it all just well, came well, back. Why are you to so me. ashamed of politics? And I only I did it in a year. <laughs> politics, like I'm some square. <laughs> I don't want you guys to think I'm square. Uh, would you go it's back? City, though. Yeah, I've been back a couple of times. Mm. What made you leave? My, it was my dad was working out there, so we just left when he okay, cool. finished It's a good place, I miss it. It's a good city. Well, because you live there, but you're hardly ever there, you're saying? Never there, yeah. I, 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 we had four gigs there a few weeks ago, and that was I, I was back for a week. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, no, I haven't been there for that long in years, I guess. So, Dermot, you're... Um, your star is very much on the rise, isn't it? Like you're, so I believe. You're sort of... Uh, is it a situation where, and forgive me if I misunderstood this, but is it a situation now where over here we're now catching up to how big you are elsewhere? Is that right? Uh, no, not really. It's funny because, I guess, being from Ireland, you, you kind of expect that to happen first, and it didn't. And right. I was kind of... I got to the point where I was playing a few shows in, like, New York and L.A. and stuff, and here as well, and even Germany and stuff, that were all sold out, but Ireland didn't seem as though it had kind of copped on yet and then I went back and played a festival and it was rammed and everybody was singing along and I was like oh this is cool this is now like everything's balancing out so it does feel like a balanced thing which is great because there was no resentment from you when you went back and you're sitting out a lot now you've jumped on the fucking no 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 yeah no (laughs) imagine yeah (laughs) just really angry great way to launch yourself no but uh but no, I, I am. <clears throat> I try not to take it for granted that it's balanced because I know it can be weird um, for artists who might be massive in their hometown and then nothing happens elsewhere. So I'm, yeah, just, yeah. I'm kind of appreciative for that. So what, did you go to America and do things there first? Or you were in Ireland and then you sort of got on a bit and then moved elsewhere? What, how did um, it work out? Yeah, so I mean, Spotify was kind of the big, the beginning of everything for me, and I, I did a show here, and a bunch of people came up to me afterwards and said we heard it on Spotify today. Right. And so I went home and checked, and I had gone from a 
handful of plays a day to like 20,000 or 30,000 or something just in the day. What was that feeling like? Mad. It was, I mean, yeah, it's funny because I always talk to people about how they're kind of like, oh, how did you do it? How did you blah, blah, blah. And I say, it's just like not lucky because you make the work and you try and make the best songs you can. But also like, I, I know so many people who if they had that little fluky bit, they'd yeah. be gone, you know? Right, and, right, um, right. and and so, yeah, once that happened, I kind of, I did more shows. Uh, to be honest, like, to sum it up quickly, Spotify moving the way it did for me meant I could postpone doing a record deal for ages. And, right, right, and right. it meant I could do a bunch of stuff that took me way down the road before I had to do that. And it put me in a really favorable position. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Being very honest. Yeah, no, it's <laughs> good. Yeah, it's, yeah, no, it's good. I like, we like honesty on this. And uh, so you're uh, a singer-songwriter with uh, like, a, 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 like a hip-hop soul, because like, you're, you're a massive hip-hop fan, right? <clears throat> yeah, for sure. I mean, I'm just like an admirer. I, I, I always run the risk of being like, oh, kind of like Irish singer-songwriter who thinks he knows what he's talking about. But and yeah. I don't. I just, I, as, as a person who writes and who makes music, I just I think it's awesome. That's pretty, like, I'm just, yeah, I'm just a fan. I think it's it's interesting, isn't it? Because like, you're a, you're a, you're a singer songwriter, but you you can still know what you're talking about when it comes to hip hop. But people sort of want to uh, like pigeonhole people and just think, why are they talking about other shit? Do you know what oh, I mean? for like, sure, yeah. And I and I and I always I'm conscious of it all the time. And I I did an interview in Toronto actually, and it was the first time um, there was a girl interviewing me, and she kind of was like, "Do you ever kind of worry about sort of commenting on like?" On things like that, and and the way you could mention, say, maybe what Meek Mill's been through in the past two years, yeah. and and to even mention that, and you're kind of instantly on the back foot, and people are like, "Well, why can you talk about that?" It's like I'm not. I'm just like I literally <laughs> think he's cool. That's all. Like, yeah, but yeah, that was the first time someone was kind of like, "Who do you think you are?" Talking, and I'm like, "I'm not." It's yeah, just, yeah, I just think. God. Well, I guess they're expecting you to talk about a certain uh, area of stuff, and then when yeah, you start yeah. talking about that, just like. Uh, this isn't in my set list of questions that I wanted to ask you. Do you know what I mean? And now you're yeah, fucking yeah. moving out of the yeah, I guess out of the yeah. zone. Yeah, the panic. Yeah, I remember I did. Uh, I did actually in Dublin. We did like a Sky thing. It's like a Sky promotional thing. All oh, right. And it was me, Jamie Redknapp, and Rob Beckett. And we had to talk. We were talking about League of Their Own, and yeah. all of the questions were about Jamie's dad on I'm a Celebrity. That's every yeah. single fucking question. To, it was like, so Jamie, how do you think your dad got on I'm a Celebrity? He's like, yeah, yeah, he did really well. And then Romesh. How do you think? What do you think about Jamie's dad on the server? I've got a fucking claim out and watched it. Didn't watch it. I'm yeah, sure he yeah. did well. Here's a little bit that you like to call. How did you get into hip hop? So, how did you get into hip hop in the first place? Um, through through Fifty Cent's album, Get Richard Die Trying. I remember me and uh, me and my mate Ro. We used to. It was just one of those friends you had where just every single day after school, I either went to his house or he came to mine, and I was in his house one day. And his older brother had that album. Yeah, and I mean, I, I even I thought about coming on here today and trying to describe what it is about it, but I, I instantly was just like, I'm into that in a very major way. Yeah. It's, kind of, it's everything, everything I love about songwriting just condensed. And then when the production hits so hard, it's like this really like mm. powerful art yeah. form. Yeah. Yeah, 
for a play up here. Been hit with a few shells, but now I walk with a limp. In the hood, it's a weird one, 50 Cent, isn't it? Because uh, do you follow him on Instagram, by the way? Sometimes. It's hard. Fucking yeah. hell. So he bought all the seats to that, Jarrell. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But not, was it just the front, the first 200 or something, wasn't it? I think yeah, so. Yeah. Yeah. so yeah. He just bought out a block, right. Uh, but, uh, but the other thing he keeps doing now is he keeps saying that people owe him money. Have you seen this? Where, like, there was some director and uh, so 50 Cent said he's just posting pictures of these guys going you owe me money get my money by Monday and then like and then really it'd be shit like shit name for an album yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> get rich or die trying followed up by get me my money yeah. by Monday and then get me my money by Tuesday just keep going <laughs> but like he would like do things like he, he'd have a face ch- time chat with like these people that owe money and then he'd fucking post that on Instagram yeah, yeah. the guy just going oh, I'm sorry I, I, I <laughs> Like, why are you doing this, man? Like, why do you keep, why do you keep blowing me up on Instagram? And then Fifty Cent is going, "Give me my money, give me my fucking money," and he just posts it. He just doesn't give a shit, man. It's yeah. fucking mad. Is that because he's been declared bankrupt? Was he? Was that? Well, apparently that was, that, thing, was a, that was a that was a. He's chasing it up. Wasn't he doing that as a as a way of not having to pay something? Movie, I think yeah. so. Like he was a, able to. I, I can't remember. There was some thing to it but he's, every day now mm. it's a new person he's got Young Buck apparently owes him money right it's like really uh, small that was a long time ago and then one of the guys one of the guys oh god he's an R&B singer from Power he bought him a drink once well I don't know I'm just like, I'd just be fucking ner- I'd yeah. get nervous that me by me clicking on his profile I've somehow agreed to pay him some money at some point in the future <laughs> I'm going to get a FaceTime call from someone you don't know um, yeah, yeah uh, but, it's but, a funny one because I love the music so much and then but then he'll obviously post videos of him like rolling around in bed with a bunch mm. of money and I'm obviously not into that yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just... well the thing about 50 Cent is that album in particular mm. like he can write a hook man like, do you uh, know what I mean that was that is the thing about it it's like at that time that that album came out, he got himself a reputation for for not giving a shit about who he insults or talks okay, about. Yeah. You know, like everybody sort of knew him as that guy. And then I remember like having the album on, and my mum like mm. started going, "Who is this? This is catchy!" Like you know, really? like do you know what I mean? And you sort of think that's a testament to like how good his hooks were because like just he could write he can write a catchy song, man. It's yeah. fucking amazing. And I think that's one of my favorite things about it is that like instead of this thing of like, oh yeah, he got his first guitar when he was six and he wrote since he was seven, and but yeah. it's like mm. it's this guy from from like Jamaican Queens who just has this crazy amount of talent mm. and 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 just kind of. I mean, I'm not sure at what point he became aware of it or anybody around him, but it's just this, like, I think that's why I like it so much because in a way that I can kind of relate to that is that, like, I'm by no means a virtuosic musician. Like, it's a vehicle for me to play a song. And, And so whatever I do have is totally kind of instinctual and and it's not me like drawing on whatever talents I have it's like I, I, I just I'm able to do this and I feel like that's hugely important in rap as well I think. Yeah, yeah and do you think like you know the, the thing about 50 Cent that I find difficult is sort of what you've alluded to mm. is that when you're a fan of somebody you like to believe and whether that's true or not but you like to believe that all they care about is the art that they're mm-hmm. making do you know what I mean and 50 Cent very much is a results orientated guy do you know what I mean like, like he, you know he's constantly talking about you know he's making loads of money from TV now and stuff, but all yeah. he's talking about and I know rap 
rappers do do this. All he's talking about is the money. And part of that, rappers do that because that's what they've been asked, or that's what they feel pressured yes, to, yeah. to do. You know, that sort of, I've come from a, 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 an impoverished background and now look at what I'm doing. And there's yeah, yeah, yeah. something to, to be celebrated in that. But it sort of does put you off a little bit, doesn't it? Of course, yeah. And, and yeah, it's a funny one because in a way... Say if I've got a song that I'm going to come out with and I might be concerned that it's not necessarily like the best thing I've ever done. And, right. and I'm like, and, and, and obviously worst case scenario in your head is that everyone who liked you up until now is like not cool anymore. I'm out of here. Yeah. But then if we can put all that to the side with like hip hop, mm. you, you got to trust people. Yeah. Like it's mad the amount you put to the side when you appreciate somebody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But all I care about is like, but it's funny because all I care about is listen to the songs. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, and and yeah. I guess that's why the J Coles of the world are great because they seem yeah. to actually just only care about focus on that. Yeah, yeah. I think. But it's weird, it's it's mad, isn't it? Because like people like J Cole and obviously Kendrick. Mm. It feels like I don't know, you know, how much they're doing with that with an eye on how it's going to do. But it feels like they're just trying to push what they're doing, like they're trying to develop yeah. as artists. I mean, it's such a wanky thing to say, but I, I do mean it. You know, mm-hmm. they're trying to they're trying to do stuff that's like next level. Do you know what I mean? And then yeah. and and they're also being recognised. I mean, Kendrick's obviously a megastar. Do you know what I mean? As is J Cole. But yeah. But but for doing it without what looks like a grab for a catchy thing or whatever. Yeah, you know? yeah, of course. And and I think as well, considering like. The sort of subgenres now with all the Lils and the babies and those yeah. guys. I, I'd say, Are you a Lil fan? Nah, I'd say I'd say <laughs> Lil Dermot. No, yeah, I'd say yeah. Wait, no, next year we'll. I'd say J Cole and and those guys feel like a certain obligation to kind of do true things. Yeah, to cat almost to balance it out a bit for know? sure. Because uh, a lot of people like mates of mine that. that aren't into hip-hop see hip-hop as all being the lils and the babies now yeah, do you know yeah. what I mean like they don't really see anything beyond that really how much are you because I'm in the middle of writing a new tour show at the moment right and okay. when you sort of when you do that I, I, I sort of worry because I've been doing work in progress shows and sometimes when I'm going out to do the work in progress shows obviously I've got like a 90 minutes of new stuff okay I, you, you worry about are the people you sort of said it. Do the people who like me are they going to like this? And in my in my head, I know I feel that this is the best stuff I'm doing. Like I've done. Do you know what I mean? Well, That's great. I, but that it, it, comedy with comedy, well, with anything like this, mm-hmm. it's it's what people think. Do you know what I mean? And my fear that I'm going to go out on tour and people are going to go, "Fucking, what's happened to this guy, man?" Like <laughs> even though, even though I think it's better, yeah. you don't know what people how people are going to receive it. Does that does that ever affect you to the point where you might change what you're doing or whatever? Or do you just sort of just do? Um, what- yeah, a little bit, but also in music, especially when you're starting out the way I am, and and uh, like you know certain songs can take you to a certain place in the same way that I'm sure I know if you wrote a certain outrageous joke, you'd yeah. probably get a bajillion views on yeah, everything. Yeah. And you're like, should I do that just for the sake of like that exposure? Yeah. And and that exists within music too. And and so if you're trying to get somewhere, I guess, which I am, which I would assume everybody is, they just don't say it. It's like <laughs> you try and sort of walk that line between having stuff that you know will take you somewhere, but also everybody who's on board so far doesn't think you've kind of discredited yourself. Yeah, and yeah. so I worry all the time. Yeah, and I and I think I've definitely thrown away songs that would have been a great idea for fear of kind of right. embarrassing myself. And right. uh, I heard somebody talking about Young Thug and they were like, 
any artist would love to have his confidence because he just does a thing and it goes. And yeah, he's yeah, like, yeah. it's perfect. Yeah. See you later. And <laughs> I, saw, I saw a video of him getting a tattoo last week and he had a mic he was recording while he was getting a tattoo. Jesus Christ. Um, <laughs> and so, yeah, but it does. It affects me for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I wish it didn't, but you just kind of, you just do your best the whole time, don't you? And you'll have tons of worries and you'll have times when you're not worried. But I think you just... I've kind of started to accept that it's just all part of the process, all of it. The the, the veering between uh, thinking that you're really good at what you do and yeah. thinking that you should give up and it should be illegal for you to continue yeah, yeah, is yeah. fucking unbelievable. And that, you're about that, to get found out. Yeah, yeah. Oh, the f- yeah. imposter syndrome yeah. is fucking yeah. so good, man. <laughs> Delicious. But it's great to have. If you don't have that, you got to <laughs> You be... turn into a prick. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, yeah. you start like yeah. releasing records that you made while getting a tattoo. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we... we, we had to do, uh, we had to basically take a recording, a live recording from a gig to send to our lighting guy so he could sort of work to that. Mm. And I had to listen to it. It was fucking awful. I hate it. <laughs> oh my God. My own, because all I hear of myself is like studio vocals and then yeah. I never listen to live stuff ever. Do you really? watch, do you, is that an important part of what you well, do? Well, yeah? at the moment I'm having to uh, listen back to recordings of myself oh. to sort of work on the stuff. Yeah. And the, honestly, I'm not exaggerating. I will sit with headphones on, listen to it, and chuckling like, away. No, <laughs> my, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh god, he is such a card. No, honestly, Lisa like tells me to keep down because I just be going, "You fucking idiot!" Like, because like on the train. Every now and again, I'll say something on stage and laugh at it, and then I'll say when I'm listening to it back, "It's not that fucking funny, you prick." Oh, it's really? like just having a go at this yeah. bloke on the stage, like it's a comedian I hate. Do you know what I mean? Just like, just it's so fucking agonising. I never watch anything I do ever. Yeah. Unless I have to for like a for edit, for edit reasons or whatever, mm. but sure, it's I find it agonising. I love the making. The, the, I think the thing with this job is the creating of it yeah. is mm. paradise, right? And then having to release it for public yeah, yeah, yeah. consumption mm. is the fucking worst. Right? Do you like the live stuff? I love. I mean, I love. I love sure. doing it. Yeah. Uh, I absolutely love doing it. But but if I listen to it back, all I hear is like. All I hear is the mistakes and stuff like that. Yeah. You never really feel like you've nailed it, do you know what I mean? Yeah, but in a way that's I find as well, I'm like, if I can listen back to a live thing myself, hate it that much, but then the gigs keep selling out, I'm like, I'm obviously wrong yeah. when yes. I have yeah. these these yeah, yeah. sort of mm. thoughts. And so, yeah, in a way, it's kind of strangely reassuring. Then you get nervous that you might start to enjoy it. <laughs> and that yeah. actually paradoxically means that you're being shit. <laughs> <laughs> Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs no deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. 
so you got into it through Get Rich or Die Trying. Yeah. And then crazy. what else? What My mum loved that as well. Oh, really? Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. And then what other stuff did you start listening to after that? Um, I feel like 50 Cent was like the focus of my thing for a long time. Right. And then you see, like, I was at an age where I had no awareness about anything. And not that it matters because I'm from Ireland anyway, but like 50 Cent, I would be mad about him. And then Clapback by Ja Rule came out. And I was like, this is brilliant. <laughs> you know I mean? We gon' clap back. We gon' clap back. Champagne bottles to chill or nothing but ice. Now I'll send it up to the greatest to tell them I'm nice too. Plus push some nice goods that ain't roll like dudes, man. I'm OG Bobby J and we sling a soccer fields, yeah. They don't respect that. Or get your mind around and get it pushed back. Yeah, I don't want that. I'll send them to the mug. I keep it my bitch. Yeah, I feel like then I don't think I ever stopped listening to it, but maybe like when I started playing the guitar and writing myself, I I I was very deep into like the David Grays and Ray LaMontagne and all that kind of stuff, and I was and I was figuring that out. And then the last few years, I've kind of been like, if I was to leave here, it's just I wouldn't think twice about like it would just instantly be like probably Meek Mill's album, yeah. Nobody to give me no hope. Oh, my mama ain't doing no coke. I used to wish that my daddy was living. I had a dream that I seen him a ghost. I used to end up when I went to school. Thought it was cool, but I really was hurt. One in my family to cut in my games. My mama could make it cause she was at work. Remember my grandma, she took me to church. Really no, I ain't wanna go. Remember I kissed my aunt in the casket and her forehead was cold. I was like four years old. We couldn't afford no clothes. It was hand me down. Who would think a nigga get a Grammy now? Got a black judge trying to tear me down. I think he's great because it's just in art, I guess, these days. Like, I I often talk about this, that, like, if I bring something out on a Friday, like a single, there's probably 60 other people doing the exact same thing. And so there's so much music all the time now. And And then everything that happened with Meek Mill happened and he came out and brought the album out. And, like, for the first time in I don't know how long, it felt like someone really, like, their whole struggle was like in that project yeah. and they were really saying something and I think that's so rare so, yeah. Meek Mill I know he's massive in the States obviously yeah but here I don't I don't think he really yeah well I just think he's fucking one of the best man do you know what I mean like mm. I think he's so good but it's funny what you say about about the amount of music right because mm. I had this thing happen to because like Kanye's album Life of Pablo right you were raving about it when it came out and I listened to it I thought this is fine it's good it's good sure. and then we had uh, Mark Ronson on the podcast the other day, right? And he said, I think Life of Pablo is an incredible album. And then since then, I thought, I'm going to give this... And it's fucking brilliant. Why, why right? do you only listen to Mark Ronson's opinion? Why do I listen to Mark yeah. Ronson over you? I don't know, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. But like... Trailblazer. But it made me feel bad because I thought, this album's fucking great. And he's obviously, like, worked his ass off to make this album. And I've just fucking given is it that, a cursory listen. Isn't and that just, just a patience thing? Or it's like, because there is so much music coming out, you're suddenly like, oh, this has got a hit straight away. Well, it's, and then you're it's, like, it's you a don't weird give it the... one. Oh, yeah, and it comes mm. down to mm. the whole seven-second yeah. intro. Especially thing. if there's like oh, a big yeah. old build-up to the release. Have you seen that thing that some artists have been putting out of the way that people listen to an album? Like, casual listeners, mm. they're like, they show the thing where they, they put the album on and then they put their they scroll across to the middle of the track Oh, listen no. to it for a little bit then they go to the next one scroll across to the middle of the track listen to that for, it's horrible <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that was a thing well they, they film people film well they were just saying oh, this right, is how right. I've heard like, like some pe- this is how I've heard some people Jesus. listen to music or mm. decide whether they're going to listen yeah. to an album or not and it's disgusting wow. <laughs> music that's is very, very scientific absolutely that's one of the words I've heard. <laughs> <laughs> they just go to like a minute and a half in and then yeah just go I wonder what this one's this like is, I wonder what this one's like yeah that's very sad it's really sad and we're as 
because musicians were forced to do these vertical videos now because people literally Was aren't arsed to turn their Sorry, phone on their yeah. side. Yeah. Yeah. Are you serious? Are they shot, yeah. so that's are they shot doing especially that? for that? Or yeah, yeah. I have to do it today. Whilst you're doing the show. you got to yeah, do a vertical video. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Just, yeah imagine. Like, you should just do it like that really still. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If you lean to the side at all, they're like, no. Um, um, yeah. It's because, well, someone told me it's, uh, one of the reasons is that people are no longer bothered to flip their phone on the side to watch because I mean I do it even if you watch something on YouTube I find mm. myself watching it but also just like scrolling through the comments mm. it's terrible it's horrible it's really bad it's frightening me my oldest son is he's double screening all the time now he plays Fortnite while watching oh, yeah. Friends oh god it's Fre- what an insane Friend. combination wow. what a it's like he's, combination it's like I he's got it. so much on <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Time. Dude, it's half term. You've literally got yeah, nothing to get out. to. What the fuck's going on here, man? <laughs> also, the other thing I want to ask you about is you ended up on, you ended up working with Mike Dean, right? Yeah. How the fuck did that happen? <laughs> I don't know. Mad. I mean, I'm signed to Interscope, so right. it was like my A&R there at the time just made that connection, and. Right. Yeah, like, but to answer your question, I don't know. And, uh, <laughs> and, and, and we ended up, yeah, we did an EP. I basically had a few songs that I cared about, but weren't going to be on an album or weren't going to be like singles. So, and why is that? Why weren't they going to be on an album? Uh, I didn't love them enough. Right. Okay. Yeah, and and over it, it actually quite relevant to what we were saying. Like, they were ones that a year previous I had been like, nah, these aren't good enough. I can't have this. And then right. a year later, I was like, oh, these are actually quite mm. nice. I like yeah. these. And so, yeah, we got in the studio with him for that. It was mad, mad, mad. What mad. was he like to work with? Lovely. Like, yeah. he he's stoned all day, like all day. <laughs> yeah, he he never stops smoking, but. Yeah, he, he, he can't he could not have been nicer though. Especially right. me going in there with like like there's no way he knew who I was before he was I was flagged to him. And right. and he just yeah, he couldn't have been nicer. And it was cool because kinda the world he comes from and everything he's done and then to, we had this song um that he was working on and it literally has like a good bit of banjo in it. And yeah. he was into it. In fact, I went from not liking the songs to liking them while I was in the room with him because he was so into it and I was like, Well this guy knows what's good. Yeah. yeah. I don't know how much uh, of an admirer of Mike Dean you were going into that process but like sometimes were you, did you feel free to sort of express your true opinions about what was going like would, would you have felt nervous to go I don't really like where oh, this is sure. going oh for sure yeah yeah, yeah. yeah yeah with a character like that yeah, yeah. And, but the funny thing is because he'll totally kind of disarm you in that way and he'll work away and he'll be like what do you think of that snare and it's like you're like Dean you yeah, yeah, it's great <laughs> yeah, yeah, so. I didn't actually hear it but it's great <laughs> yeah 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 but um, yeah yeah definitely I, I was like taking a back seat and then if he asked I'd tell him but I'd like to because those songs already existed I'd like to get in again and like write with him and see what that process is like right 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 yeah. he's done a lot and I mean I even wasn't aware of what he'd done you know what yeah. I mean because I, uh, when you're out there you're doing different sessions every day and, and, and I knew it was a big deal obviously but like yeah and then even was sort of like more inclined to look into what he's done in the past considering the year he's just had with everything yeah. with those six albums coming out in the summer yeah yeah I don't know how he does it because he's like I mean he is basically Kanye's 
guy, right? Do you yes, know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah, they've put out a lot of shit. I they? think he's been on everything. Right, he was telling yeah. me about the Watch the Throne thing and they were in the Mercer Hotel in New York for just a month or something. And did he give you any insight into how Kanye is to work with now? Uh, a little bit, yeah. He... He told me actually on the life of Pablo that for the home stretch they were in like when it was almost done they were in separate rooms and and they were in the same building but did not talk and and they would send each other stuff but it was really kind of like I'm in here and you're in there and, uh, Jesus yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's, that's fucking horrible man. yeah yeah it must have been weird yeah but I mean who knows what Kanye West is like I know I sort of feel like uh, we'll figure it out at some point or it'll get figured out like when he's gone or something do you know what I mean I don't know it's such a yeah but that's the case with so many kind of greats isn't it that like even like hundreds of years ago no one really acknowledged Mm -hmm. them as great until they were gone for a long time well it's a weird one because like I know like uh, Magna Carta Jay-Z's album came out around the same time as Jesus and like I remember like everybody's going about how Magna Carta was good and Jesus was sort of almost unlistenable I remember what people's yeah. take on it at the time was but Jesus has proven to, like people have got into Jesus now and yeah. it's a great album but what was so amazing about that is the thing about Kanye is you can never accuse him of like not trying to push it on a bit mm. do you know what I mean like whether you like what he's doing or not yeah, yeah, yeah. he's still trying to change things up do you know what I mean I mean let's put and you know as you said we have to put a lot to one side uh, when you listen yeah, to yeah of course the yeah it was funny though because uh, not funny but like when he came out and and actually did concede that he struggles mentally. It was yes. like, uh, happy days. Yeah. <laughs> we do, so we, we, yeah. we kind of, like, instead of him, kind of, instead of everyone thinking he's an arsehole mm. forever. I know, I know, I know, I know. Yeah, but uh, the music is. And then in that Zane Lowe interview when he's talking about Jesus and, and he talks about Dark Twisted Fantasy and he's like, that was perfect and mellifluous and, and pretty and I can do that easily but he was like Jesus is what frustration sounds like it's yeah, yeah. true yeah no it's amazing has your interest in hip hop because obviously from talking to you I can tell you really properly love it has, has that impacted into your music I mean obviously you work with Mike Dane but I mean like right, in, yeah. in your actual songwriting and stuff like that uh, I think so yeah but certainly not consciously I don't I don't try and do anything and if anything um, when you're in the studio you can really like it becomes very clear when you're taking it too far and and you're trying to do right, the like yeah, Irish yeah, hip hop yeah, thing yeah. You're like that's I can't do that and, yeah. uh, spit yeah. a hot 16 or whatever <laughs> yeah yeah there's like there's times where it influences me and and you just you're like this is a nice mix of mm. what I am and a little bit of what I'm influenced by and uh, but then there's times where you can take it too far but I I rather than know I kind of just have different producers tell me like oh you're thing seems kind of like you got to flow here and that, yeah. but I don't do it intentionally no. right. but I think it does for sure yeah. and in the production as well like yeah. I mean generally we're on like it was a couple of years ago it happened for the first time we just put super heavy programmed drums into it yeah. it, was, it was like a really aggressive mm. kind of hip hop style beat and it, it was me and my acoustic guitar so it was this it was this lovely thing where I realised I think you can mix those two things maybe. yeah, yeah. But we, you're not planning on putting out some fire mixtape of this no, year no, just no, no, no I couldn't <laughs> I under, under a I pseudonym I'd love to give it a go under yeah. a pseudonym that could go. save me yeah, yeah a lot of what would, the, what would the name be who what knows got it? Um, that's a good name yeah. yeah, who knows? <laughs> and I could have the album Get Me My Money by Monday. <laughs> would you um, ever collaborate with rappers? Yeah, I would like to do yeah. that. Yeah, Travis um, Scott was on the phone oh, yeah, um, in Mike Dean's place. Mm. And 
Mike Dean did a very Mike Dean type thing and answered the FaceTime and Travis Scott was there and he just gave me the phone. Oh my God, God. that's horrible. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh my yeah. God. And, was, and it's probably the best uh, way to do it because otherwise you'd panic and yeah, be like, hello, sir. But I know I'll get annoyed when my mum's on the phone to a relative and then passes me the phone. I mean, that's I hate when my phone rings at all. Yeah. I generally don't answer the phone. Yeah. And, um, so how was that conversation? Was it okay? It was very brief. Mike had sent him my song Moments Past, mm. which was great because if there's anything I'd ever send to Travis Scott, it would be that. And, uh, okay. and so, yeah, he just said he was into it. And uh, yeah, and, and I think I was kind of bumbling over myself. So yeah, I yeah. just took the phone back. But yeah. Yeah, I remember like I did a show in America and I was talking to the producer of the show and he got took a phone call and uh, he answered it and it was Rev Run. Right. And I nearly fucking fell off the fucking just chair. Just a phone call. I just, yeah, just for being a. He didn't even pass. He wouldn't even pass me the phone because he's like, "Fuck you, talking to." Me. <laughs> but like, it was just knowing that Run was on the phone to yeah, the guy yeah. opposite me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking lost my mind, man. <laughs> so, uh, have you been to much? Uh, do you go to many uh, hip hop gigs? Have you been to? Uh, many I haven't. I I, I I had the privilege of seeing Kendrick play to a thousand people in Dublin wow. holy and, shit and I wasn't even my my cousin got it for me uh, for Christmas and it played a place called Vicar Street have you been there you been yes there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah it was just was that like a chaos se- I was just on the outskirts was that a secret gig? No, it was, oh, right. it was the was stage fun. he was at, yeah. Right, right. yeah. And when was that, when would that have been? Oh, years ago. What would that be? I mean, I don't even know. Six, seven years ago? Right. I mean, it was all Good Kid, Mad City. That's right. what it was. Right, right, right. Okay, um, but so that kind of era. Chaos, yeah. It was him and a DJ, and the DJ was drinking Hennessy and smoking, and it was like... Was, the show, was it a good show? It was like, it was really good. And at the end, he said, no matter how big this gets, I'll always remember these shows. Yeah. And was, now he plays Hyde Park, I so. Yeah, that was a lie, though, wasn't it? Yeah, I say that. <laughs> we went to see him at the O2. It was fucking was mad. Yeah. If you met him, I'm like, remember Vicar Street? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so what hip-hop are you listening to at the moment? Are you still... Um, you're Mick Mill, you said. Is yeah, it, stuff often. Uh, I, I mean, I quite... I, I still go back to Stormzy's album. Right. Um, and... I mean, uh, yeah, this is probably, I'm always reluctant to say it, but I do listen to an awful lot of Drake. Do you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I do. Well, we've, I've been converted. Have you? Yeah. Like Mark Ronson again, was it? <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'm sorry, all right? It's just that it reminded me. It wasn't that I, I, I'm I trust his opinion more than yours, okay? I'm sorry, Rupert. That's okay. But, uh, yeah, I, I sort of, because I basically, even I, I would say doing this podcast has sort of changed my attitude to it a bit like you know in terms right. of in terms of I was very much like fucking beats and rhymes beats and rhymes and all this shit and I'm not obviously Drake can, can rap I'm not saying that but like I had a very a much more narrow idea of what I thought was my kind of hip hop and so and then I think it was like Marlon Davis comedian came on it and he just said Look, man, he goes, you just got to listen to it with a bit more of an... Like, he's fucking so talented. What he does yeah. is great. And there's certain, like... I, I, I've been to see him a few times in Dublin, and there was one tour that was, like... I'd say he got through about 60 songs right. on the night, and it was, like, snippets of everything. And yeah. 
just the quality of everything was outrageous. And then the yeah. next tour was the one where you had the wavy pink balls. Did yes. you see that? And it was like one dance and control and stuff. And that stuff I never ever listened to. Yeah. I appreciate it's like gigantic and mm. probably genius by everybody involved. But I just I don't listen to it. Yeah, like yeah. I would listen to like his stuff, like the stuff that's only on YouTube, like the five AM in Toronto and stuff like that. Yeah, it's yeah. just incredible. I think. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you underestimated greatly. Most number ones ever. How long did it really take me? The part I love most is they need me more than they hate me. So they never take shots. I got everybody on safety. I can load every gun with bullets that fire backwards. You probably wouldn't lose a single rapper. Niggas make threats, can't hear them over the laughter. Yeah. That's because I'm headed to the bank, nigga. Sinatra yeah, there's something about it. And yeah, there's that weird thing of kind of like, even today you'll always kind of say J. Cole before you say Drake. Because there is this weird sort of like, is he good or not? But yeah. some of the wordplay is beautiful, yeah. I think. And then there's like the ghostwriting thing, but who knows? I know. But then the, the, all these big guys seem to have uh, yeah. those kind of accusations flying around. Don't and they? yeah, it's just like something that's that big and there's that much riding on it. I just, I don't believe for one second there isn't like 10 people it's just the, the, the pressure he must be under when he's putting a record together Man. and you've got the resources mm. to bring in the best people if you want to fucking help you out mm. why, why I guess you? you could sort of go why wouldn't you how mm. could you resist the pressure to do oh. that and, do you know what I mean it's like for sure yeah plus when every single person in the world probably wants to be in there you know? yeah, yeah. yeah and also the other thing is like you're going if you're working with people that you really trust and respect and people that you think are really good working with them is going to make your record better probably do you know yeah, what I mean yeah. like, so why wouldn't you do that I guess I mean I think people like to have a reason to sort of to undermine somebody do you know what I mean and for sure of, yeah I wonder I'd love to know if uh, if he has any like I'm sure he does but if if he just exists in this state of like I'm the best I, I don't worry about anything yeah, I doubt yeah. it but yeah, yeah it's, it's unlikely he fucked up Anthony Joshua though didn't he that was uh, bad. yes yeah yeah that what, was after the fight not after oh. the fight mate he's the reason <laughs> that Anthony Joshua lost yeah go on you know this curse you know the Drake no, curse no, no. that every time an athlete or a mm. sports person has a photo with Drake they lose in whatever they're doing after that so wow. Aubameyang from Arsenal had mm. his photo taken we lost the next game and then Andy Joshua had his photo taken and I thought finally this Drake curse is going to get broken because he's not going to lose to Ruiz fucking <laughs> <laughs> mad isn't it <laughs> there might be idea. something to it yeah. it's at the point I mean, that's where the, might this actually... is the one where I thought fuck okay this is fucking next level because I don't know if you've seen the photos of Ruiz but yeah. he yes, doesn't yeah. look like I mean makes me feel good <laughs> I, I felt great Yeah, uh, sort of it's the first time I thought oh the heavyweight champion of the world is probably in similar nick to me. I mean, that is... <laughs> yeah, the Drake thing is mad. He, it got to the point where when Toronto were playing Milwaukee, he wore Milwaukee shirts on, shorts under his trousers just to curse them. Wow. Apparently. I think, yeah. Something like that. So um, You wouldn't let him in your games, would you? No. No. I mean, he must be banned now. You've got, you have to ban him if you've got any sort of concern about your career. <laughs> Imagine that. Imagine he did approach you, though. And you were like, I Get the fuck away from me, you jinx. <laughs> Fucking jinx. Oh, man. Hip-hop gripes. So, uh, is there anything about hip-hop you don't like? Uh, nothing that I haven't really said. Uh, did you see that guy? Um, is it Blueface? He had that Tatiana song. Bust down, Tatiana. Bust down, Tatiana. 
I wanna see you bust down. Pick it up, not break that shit down. Break it down, speed it up, then slow that shit down. And he came out and he full on was like, I don't like music. <laughs> he was, he was like, but he was on the Breakfast Club, like right. massive thing. Yeah. And he, yeah, he, he was like, I, I straight up do not like it. He was like, I'm rich from it and mm. I'm having a good time, but music can do one. And really? I mean, the industry. The industry I think he meant yeah. music as an art <laughs> form. <laughs> yeah, I think he did. And uh, what, <laughs> so, yeah, I'm, what I'm not sure. I don't I don't know. I mean, it's a bit mad, isn't it? Like the there's like pros and cons to it being the rock and roll of today isn't there um and then on the other hand i'm like <laughs> good for him you know it actually the mad thing is is that because that song went big because of social media right like yeah it's like the biggest do you know tiktok it's like the biggest mm. fucking song on tiktok what is and tiktok tiktok is like uh it's like these little short videos mm. Oh, where you sing along. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, but but that, like it's pushed on from that because it used to be called... Oh, my God, I'm so... Fu- I'm fucking boring myself. Damn my kids, but mate. It used to be called Musical.ly. I only know this because my kids are fucking right, obsessed yeah. with TikTok. But like it used to be Musical.ly, so you just mime along to these things you can add effects mm. and shit, and now it's moved on from that. And it's like, people are getting fucking famous, like TikTok famous, right? Like it's mad. Anyway, that's... And so certain songs get picked mm. up as like the, so- the, the trend that everybody's yeah. doing their bits to. And so that song as weirdly has become like finally my kids are getting some gateway into it but not the perfect gateway sure, yeah. but, but a, a gateway mm. the other gateway uh, it was uh, the Spider-Man animated movie because that's all hip hop on that soundtrack mm. and now my kids are like oh who's this I'm like oh yes finally it's finally yeah come on let me show you <laughs> what do you think about the sort of uh, are you, what's your attitude towards having lyrical you know like because there's this argument not argument but you know some people say you have to be able to to rap to be a proper hip hopper and there's other people that are like these new artists who can't re- I mean like you know the Lils or whatever they don't really give a shit about actually being able to spit if you like do you know what I mean what's your sort of take on that uh, I think you know I think I think you know I hate it but, but yeah it's I mean what's funny is I went to see Bonnie Vare last night right. in, um, in Victoria Park and he did an interview about his newest album a while back and he he some of his lyrics are the most beautiful I've ever come across. It's right. like it's it's like it's not even the way I do it where it's kind of like it rhymes a lot and it's like it's quite I don't want to say this about myself, but it's almost like quite surface level. With him, it's like it's like actual poetry in the sense that you would read it back and be like, oh, I see, I get this, mm. and now I get this, and, and it's just, it's genius to me. And he, uh, but he said on his latest album, he was like, I, I kind of threw the idea of meaningful lyrics out the window, and, and he fully focused on what was phonetically pleasing right. and and he he basically used it as another aspect of the music and, and wanted it to sort of roll the way it should and so he's got lines that are literally like some made up words some like some stuff that is just literally word casserole and, yeah. and it, it just rolls along but it's part of how the whole piece works together so yeah. he has thrown out like like I love you baby type lyrics yeah. and, uh, and in, in in search of like things that work the best but yeah the the rappers who kind of throw it out it's like well, what do you do then you know yeah, yeah, yeah. like what what are you about you know it's bad because like, sometimes like because I used to think oh, you, you sort of think it's about metaphors and all this you know complex sure, yeah. but like like for example there's a uh, Sean Price who's like passed away but like Sean Price he, there's something about the way he raps that I could listen I don't care what he's talking about it's right. just like there's something to the tone of his voice 
and the way, his, the rhythm in what he does, his style, that actually, over and above what he's saying, musically, yeah. I love it. Do you right. know, like I could listen to him rap all day. Do you know what I mean? And there's certain things like, and, and it's certain rappers, some rappers just have that yeah. intangible thing. It's not even about their sort of skill levels. It's mm-hmm. about, there's just something about them. Do you know yes. what I mean? The musicality yeah. to it. And, and, yeah. and that's something that you sometimes forget about, don't you, with hip hop more than any, any other genre. Totally, yeah. And it ties into that sort of just like raw talent thing. It's just yeah. like, I, I literally before Bonnie Bear played last night I said to my mate I was like what is it like why do you get those full body chills when he's saying like something that makes no sense <laughs> and, yeah and it's like I often think it might be a visual thing that because yeah. I get it maybe less when I listen to the record it's when I see him sing it and it's like when I see the emotion in his face it, and, and also I think the tone of the voice is a massive part of it yeah, yeah. it's like these little uh, these little sort of my mate had a program where he could slow down down Justin Vernon's voice and he was like it's mad when you do that because there's all these little dips and, and it seems like one sustained falsetto note but yeah. it's like all these little textures and stuff so who knows I don't know but I know what you're saying I really yeah. do about when you just get a feeling and yeah, you, yeah. you don't care what they're saying yeah. I know yeah plug one plug two guest plugs for you Right, well, listen, we're we're sort of out of time here, um, but you have been, I would say, best best guest we've ever had. Best guest, yeah, best guest, hundred percent. Do you have anything you wanted to uh, push? Yes, what? well, yeah. What yeah, what what, what um, you going to look forward to? Uh, I have a single coming out soon. I don't know if I'm allowed to say that, but I do, and. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah, and I can't wait for that. So, I mean, yeah, plug everything I've done so far. Go listen okay. to that. Great. All right, brilliant. Uh, Dermot, thank you so much, man. You've been Cheers. great. Thank Cheers. you. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80 percent less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up Quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. That's Quince.com slash upgrade. 